You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie, and with me is Paul. Paul, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Ronnie. How are you tonight? I am doing quite well, sir. Thanks for asking. Well, I mean, you asked me. I was only polite. Yeah, for once. Wow. And we also have our third unofficial official host, hey! Roberto. <laughs> Rob, how are you? Hello out there in listening land. How are you all? It's actually, everyone, it's actually, land. It's Death everyone land. who's listening except for Paul because he can't hear a thing now because I blew out his ears. Ain't it a shame? Poor people making their morning commute. <laughs> yeah, right? Just only their entire speaker system in their car. Ah! <laughs> Swerve. <laughs> and even worse, I'm going to have to edit it, and now people aren't going to know what we're talking. Dang it. Yeah, right? Good job. But I'm doing well, and I am excited. I am really excited for today's show. I am too, yes. Seems um, like forever since I've done a show. That's great. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but... Today we are going to be talking about some R-rated properties, what we would like to see kind of become a movie of its own. Um, Before we do that, though, we do have a little bit, a lot of bit of news that Rob is going to bring to you all. All right, everybody. Today, uh, this week in the news, we saw some drops of some uh, great trailers. First of all, we had The Suicide Squad, not to be be confused with Suicide Squad. (laughs) Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Academy Award Award winning Suicide. Yes, this is the James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. We had our first full family-friendly um, trailer drop because we did have an R-rated trailer drop. And, uh, of course, this will be an R-rated movie, which is something we'll discuss and bring into the fold of our conversation today. Now, Ronnie, I think, liked this trailer a lot more than us. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was fine. Um, I'm a little concerned, but yeah. uh, as for you? I don't know. I think it just hyped me up to see this. After watching the first one, I was excited. Um, and then seeing this one, it kind of grew the excitement um i think more just knowing that it's like it feels just around the corner and i didn't see anything that was too worrisome in this Uh, i i trust james gunn he's never let me down before Mm -hmm. and uh you know what with the last suicide squad the trailers looked awesome and the movie sucked so well i'm excited (laughs) because we are going to be talking about a james gunn property during today's episode oh i know which one too uh the other trailer that we saw drop this week was shang chi and the legend of the ten rings now since this was the second one it didn't have quite the same wow factor as the first one because we didn't know what and at all anything to expect so this one it was a lot of the same which is fine um, we did see, though, that apparently we see Wong and Abomination at the end of the trailer. So, oh, you were going to do that? No, I'm psyched. Oh, you're psyched. I'm psyched. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought I took so your thunder. It. You know, it's funny because... No, no, like I'm telling everybody. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, he, can, he doesn't need to hide it. Yeah. So, I really like the Incredible Hulk movie. I know I'm kind of in the minority with that. Yes. Um, it is not one of the, like, the favorites of the MCU. It's very early MCU uh, before they kind of got their formula down pat. But um, I really liked The Incredible Hulk. I, I, I enjoyed the action scenes. I enjoyed. Uh, I even enjoyed Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. And I, I would have liked to see him maybe as Bruce Banner for the rest of the series. Because 
Mark Ruffalo, I like Mark Ruffalo. I really do. And and they did great stuff with him. But Bruce Banner in the Avengers is very different than what we get at the end. And I, I'm still not entirely happy with how they've handled the Hulk okay. um, story-wise, especially in Endgame. Like, yeah, we, we laughed when, you know, the first see Professor Hulk and right. all that. But um, for a character where they we fell in love with the Hulk essentially the hulk's dead like yeah he's he's bruce banner just like kicked out the hulk's personality and we never get to and we'll never get to see him again but um i mean that could obviously change you know i you know i was wrong about loki and i i ate my my crow on that one mm-hmm. but um you know i i really excited that they're bringing references back to it yeah. uh first with uh thunderbolt ross and now with the abomination I really hope they do some sort of uh, like the Thunderbolts with Red Hulk and all that stuff too. So, oh, yeah. well, I, with She Hulk coming in, yes, it's entirely possible. I, I got yeah. really excited seeing Abomination um, at the end of this trailer. And also, the thing about the Shang-Chi, like the first trailer is very grounded. It is like they show some really cool martial arts yeah. scenes, like that scene where he does like the, the scissor kick where he jumps up, pop, yeah. and then he oh, lands yeah. and he fixes his jacket. I'm like, all right, that that's cool. It shows. It shows why somebody like this would be in a world of of super soldiers and this and that, but this movie was or this trailer was very much in the mystical like the you know they're they're doing air and water bending like yeah. all these things, so I'm I'm kind of on the fence because I I almost would have preferred it if it was more of a daredevil type thing where it's just he's just a really good martial artist, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm 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 stoked I, I want to see it and yeah. it looks like there's some sort of underground superhero fight club yeah that's awesome. <laughs> combat uh, they've done things like that in, in in comics and it's always a really cool concept because it gives you the chance to do crossovers that don't feel so forced yeah sometimes especially and this isn't a dig against marvel but marvel is very well known for kind of just here's our crossover but then, oh, like secret wars and stuff yeah like that. well not even more in like the movies oh, like yeah. you know here's here's your here's your cameo here's your cameo, oh, yeah, here's yeah. Your cameo. iron man spider-man uh, yep um I even like DC like the Shazam the the ending scene with Superman is so forced and so as much as I like it and it, it fits mm-hmm. with the tone of the movie it's still like oh, yeah. oh I liked it maybe, I, I did maybe, too though, but I Marvel I think I also wanted it to actually be Henry Cavill Superman yeah, I think they I, I think I had read somewhere that they tried yeah it was and, a scheduling and, conflict, was a scheduling pure, conflict yeah. pure and yeah. simple probably with, busy with The Witcher yeah which is coming out soon and <laughs> I know producer Melanie and I are very excited for it. But, uh, Speaking of our rating stuff, yeah, oh. The Witcher. <laughs> uh, this week we also saw the release of Loki's episode three, so we are now at the halfway mark of the series. Now I know one of my hosts ha- here has seen it, um, yes. and I have too. And I've actually even was prompted to my to write my review. I would just already. like to point out though, I feel like the last time we talked about this, I was the one that didn't see it, and now I'm I know. the one that. And now you're the responsible one. Yeah, right? Look at me. Um, yeah, so sorry is, I did 30 hours of overtime this week. I will just... Me too. I will say this much, and, and I'll see if Ronnie agrees with me on this. When we in our household first watched it, mm-hmm. we were not happy at all. Yes. Yes and no. I mean, it, yeah. it was one of those, like, um, average kind of like, uh, all right. I mean, it did something, but it didn't, yeah. like... Like there weren't crazy any crazy amount of stuff. Right. For there me. weren't many big reveals. No. Uh, not a lot of stuff going on. And it was short. Yes. I rewatched it yesterday while I was writing my review and it vastly improved. Yeah. Um, like I, it, it, it might actually be one of my favorite episodes of Loki mm-hmm. now. Uh, so if you are listening and you have watched, you either are, are about to watch the episode three or have watched it once and are not happy, I strongly encourage you to go back and watch it again yes. because the repeated viewing 
and pay attention to the dra- to the uh, dagger metaphor. Oh yeah, why? I don't know. I just love that. Oh scene. okay. <laughs> I believe that's the title part of the title of my review this week. Ah, yes. um, bat the Batman. What the heck is it with DC and these uh, uh, articles? And these articles. <laughs> the Batman went back this week for reshoots. Uh, which is not a sign of anything. All movies go back for reshoots. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's for a few seconds here and there. Sometimes it's because an entire scene didn't work. Sometimes it's like major reshoots. But every movie that's made, every big tentpole movie that's goes made, goes through its test on. Yep. So on cinematic, and they're Adventure, budgeted for that too. Yeah. yeah. On cinematic adventures, we did an episode on uh, the Fugitive uh, tonight because uh, we were still doing our our TV to movie adaptations, and we talked about the Fugitive where. You know, they there are times where characters that are so beloved, especially, will get some sort of dubbed-in dialogue that they're still alive. Like they're they're being wheeled out on the hospital bed, and you just hear them. Oh, oh they, like it, Sc- Scream was famous for it. Scream, ADR. Yeah, Scream yeah. added the uh, added uh, uh, Dewey. Okay. Uh, the Arquette guy. What's his first name? David Arquette. Dave, David Arquette. David thank Arquette. you. Um, they added a line of him going, "Where's Gail?" so that people knew he was still alive. Okay. Because he was supposed to die. But he was so popular in test screenings that they added it. There's nothing. Every movie goes through test oh, yeah. test footage. They go through screenings. They do reshoots. The only reason it's so prevalent now is because of the accessibility of information about it. We never used to know that a movie had to go back and do reshoots. No, it was always kind of buried. Because yeah. oftentimes the rumors of reshoots and indicate, oh, there's a problem with the movie. Yeah. They got to go fix it. And that's my issue with, like right now they're filming The Flash. Yeah. And... In the there, all these set photos are coming out. And that's I'm like, my that's my next item. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So let, so perfect. all right. So my next item is that flash set photos have been leaked. So um, so far they've re- they've a couple of shots of Barry and Iris. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. One shot of Michael Keaton and his and his new car. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I believe it was a gray-haired Michael Keaton. Wasn't yes, it? he's yes. great. It, which is leading to speculation that they're going to do a Batman Beyond style movie with him. Yeah, I, I would like that. I would watch it. Oh, 100%. Um, uh, Ezra Miller is wearing the Flash ring also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is interesting considering putting that... Put, stuffing the suit into it? Stuffing that yeah. suit in. But they just did it in uh, the show. They finally, oh, did they? They, finally... they, they've introduced, they introduced the ring season one, but they finally have it as like an actual thing he does. Mm-hmm. Which, it's been a staple of the comics for a long time. Oh, yeah. But um, and I, and I always like it. But uh, And then... The first shots of the new Supergirl have leaked, and which is unfortunate. I really wanted to I, you be know, surprised. Be surprised, and also like, you know, sometimes that works. Like Shazam, they release, and I, we we put it on the Facebook page. The new picture, like they released an actual picture of their all of them in costume because things are getting leaked, and unfortunately, yeah. like even like just scrolling through Facebook instead of it used to be click this article to see this thing. Mm-hmm. Now we scroll, and it's like here's the thing. Yeah. So. For those of you guys who don't know, for the most part, I, I kind of moderate what we post on Facebook, you know, and, you know, if I can't, Ronnie helps out with that sort of thing. Um, and then Rob's usually very quick to share whatever we post, especially um, articles on Mondays or the new episodes on Mondays. But um, I try not to, if it, unless, unless it's something like spoiler things, I do not post no. things that like Never. everybody's already seen, like the Shazam photo or like the new trailers that come out, I'll post and, you know, I say what they are. So that way people know. But like it's hard nowadays to be surprised, yeah. You know, and, and which sucks because I miss being surprised in superhero mm-hmm. movies. And then the last thing I have on the list is, and this is something we can talk about for a second. And and I'm, you don't even know what I'm about to say. No. Uh, I like being surprised. Black <laughs> Widow first weekend predictions have come out. 
And they are saying that it's going, industry insiders are suggesting between a 65 and $90 million opening weekend, which I think it's going to be bigger. I don't. Really? Okay, go. I think now that a lot of things are opened up now, Mm -hmm. um, and there's either minimal or like no restrictions, obviously, Mm -hmm. with COVID and everything, I feel like people are going to go out and watch this movie. And because of the hype around it, that it's been how, how long did it get pushed back for? Uh, about was a, it a year, year? Yeah. right? Just I, I, over a year. And I mean, this is the what it was supposed the to come out first in May of movie that we're first superhero movie we're getting in theaters. Yeah, I think since so. the shutdown, I want to say I we haven't really been getting right? anything in the theaters. So I, I think I think it's going to be more. Okay, I think Disney shot themselves in the foot with their Disney premiere access. Okay, with the thirty dollars a month. If I spent, if I just spent thirty dollars for a month of Disney premium. I'm going to watch this movie at home and not go and spend another, you know, I go to the movies with producer Melanie and it's, you know, it's, well, isn't this coming just in theaters? Not on, no, it will be no, on Disney. On Disney also. So, Was it? I thought 30, they weren't going to. They are. They are. Same day. Same day release. If I go to the movies, maybe I'll take my comment back. Yeah, <laughs> I that. yeah. It's like $15 a ticket and then it's snacks. Yeah. Like, but I, I think this prediction is, taking into consideration the Disney stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, the what they're saying here is, um, it. well, it says, uh, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of, not all theaters are open. Here it is. Black Widow will be available, uh, which allows people to purchase the film on Disney Plus for $30. And you have to imagine that there are going to be some people who are staying home. So I guess it does not take into consideration that. Um, this That would put it at... On the high end, if it was ninety million, it would be in between Thor: Dark World and Spider-Man: Far From Home. If it was on the lower end, it would be between it would be around Thor and Captain America: The First Avenger. Now, I have to say, for a a solo Avengers film, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's totally fine. You oh, know? I think it's I think it's gonna do well. It's gonna it's gonna be one of the bigger movies of the of the pandemic era because we like I, I hate to say it, we even though ronnie mentioned like things are opening up and things are better like we went to go see godzilla versus kong in the theater and it was actually relatively packed yeah. but like godzilla versus kong did not blow anyone away financially because mm-hmm. it did get released to hbo max at the same time mortal kombat same thing it did well enough that they're probably going to do a sequel but it didn't the box office didn't explode but we like Melanie and I watched it. We loved Mortal Kombat. We, we, it was way better than it should have been. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of, too, like Ant-Man. Ant-Man opened at $57 million in the first weekend, and Ant-Man and the Wasp was at $75 million. And Ant-Man is a very beloved character. He, he, and that's the yeah. thing that Black Widow's going to have going for it. She is a beloved character. She it is, is the movie we, a lot of people have been waiting for. You know, people were upset that sh- that Captain Marvel got the first female solo film. Yeah. and. You know, we we've said our piece on Captain Marvel. You can check out our Captain Marvel versus Shazam episode um, in our archives. I think I posted it even this you week did. with yeah. uh, the Shazam stuff. But um, you know, I think that Black Widow, especially considering this is this movie, for all we know, will have no impact on the MCU, or it could have a huge impact. Like, right. you know, look at you know, we thought WandaVision was going to have this huge impact on the MCU. No, this was teeing up for her in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've been, we've been watching Loki. Some of us better than others. I worked till eleven o'clock that night. Leave me alone. But um. But what about you? 
yesterday and today. I was so tired. Summer. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it's. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Because I, yeah. <laughs> I was talking. Oh, but that's why. My that's train why. of thought was still boarding at the station. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this movie does. I don't. I don't know if it's going to do as well as it as it should. It, well, as it deserves. I think some things it has going against it is the fact that it's a backstory of a dead superhero. Um, number one. Number two, she doesn't have any superpowers. Nor does she have like a super item that gives her powers. You know, like Tony Stark has his money. Iron Man stuff oh. and his money. Uh, Ant Man <laughs> has a suit. Black Widow does has it's her. Just a she's just badass. skilled with martial arts. That's I mean, you know, that's more like that's say, training. Say Batman. Go ahead. I dare you. I almost did. But see that Batman's my justification and for for but why Batman's rich. Batman is rich. And apparently the Avengers don't get paid because Tony Stark's a terrible person. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's no insurance. Does the yeah, Justice no League get paid? I feel like I feel like Bruce Wayne <laughs> does pay them. Don't they give them? Do they actually live at the Hall of Justice? Some do. Some, yeah. All right, so well, they, 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 they get housing. So, so they well, the same with the Avengers too. Like the, you know, Vision was a permanent resident there. Uh, Wanda was also. So like by what, force. At Stark Tower. No, at the Avengers compound upstate. By force. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that you know mild side tangent that always yeah, bothered right? me like how that exploded on social media with uh you know falcon's like oh we we didn't get paid i was like no like, i mean also falcon wasn't a long-term member of the of the avengers like let's not forget it was yeah. the previous movie to civil war that he got yeah. joined he joined the team i think someday we really need to do a, an entire podcast on two things number one uh the uh economic standards and insurance um rates of superheroes and number two how doctoral programs in the marvel and dc universe have apparently very lax requirements as everyone gets a doctorate Oh, Bruce yeah. Banner has seven, but um. And how Doctor Doom got his? Oh, well, he just bought a co- <laughs> he just created his own country, and then yeah, right. Well, it's funny you do say that because today's episode will involve uh, ramifications of superheroes in the real world, and that is a topic. <laughs> that is a topic. I know where he's going. Well, no, because where's he going with? This? I know where he's so, going. So there's obviously we're going to talk about a lot of different R-rated or um, potential R-rated or why the R rating for superhero movies was taboo and how it's now much more commonplace. We're going to talk about shows like The Boys mm. and Invincible, mm. which uh, Mel... I haven't watched yet. We just yeah. watched the first episode and it was it was so PG until the last 37 seconds and then suddenly... Not like, I'm not even joking. Ooh, you got you to give me... All right, when we get to the discussion, you got to tell yeah, me Yeah, but um, it brings up the question of, I think these R-rated properties do better when they deal with the question of what would happen if superheroes actually existed. Right, so right. it's interesting you bring so that maybe, up. So maybe Black oh. Widow should have been R-rated. We'd have higher potential grosses. And I will discuss that as well because right. you just teed me up. Man, <laughs> I am psyched. That wraps up the news. Awesome. All right. Uh, before we get into our discussion of the R-rated superhero properties and movies and everything, we are going to take a quick little break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a nice break. <laughs> and what are we doing now? So we are going to be discussing R-rated properties, um, which kind of got started off really with uh, Blade. It came out in 1998. Uh, it was kind of your first major um, R-rated superhero comic book uh, movie to come out that had what, fairly what, good success, uh, I would say. It, on a budget of about $45 million, it pulled in about $131. Uh, yeah. Unless fully. you want to argue that RoboCop is also a superhero movie. Bro, RoboCop is. A, it, yeah. It, you can articulate it. it. Yeah. That's, that was 87. Okay. But, um, but Semantics. As, as Ronnie said, Blade <laughs> Blade was the movie that showed it could be done. Yes. Right? That you could take... Because, unfortunately, up until... Every R-rated movie has to have... They have to have a success to show that it works in the genre. They'd already proven that it worked for horror. Um, mm-hmm. You you had like the the big horror craze of the eighties. Yeah. You know the slasher films with uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. I mean Halloween. They just released a new trailer. Yeah. Today. <laughs> um, but comic book movies had not proven themselves not only at, at this time as a viable medium, but especially not one as a as an R rated one. Yeah. Um, even comedies like you had comedies like Animal House that were huge hits, and then it wasn't until things like The Hangover that really showed that there's an audience for these things for, and for what for R rated material. Uh, I would argue because in the early 80s there were a tremendous amount of R-rated sex comedies, but they weren't making the same kind of money that a movie like The Hangover would pull in. Yes, I mean there were there were your porkies. There was risky business. Yeah. You know, there was like there was a ton of stuff in the early eighties. But yeah, the Hangover is one of the most profitable. Yeah, you uh, look because yeah. like you look at those those R rated comedies in in you know the early eighties or the nineties even, you know even like American Pie like they they weren't they weren't destroying the box office. They were no. they were they were making their profit and they were making money, but they weren't you know like here's two hundred and fifty million dollars in one weekend. So like it wasn't it wasn't at that level. Until you know the ease of accessibility, and also kind of, it, it's a testament to um, the sensitivity of our generations, and it, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to quantify. But yeah. um, there was a time where let's let's look at an example in this room. Rob, how old was Timmy when he saw Deadpool? Uh, here we go. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> this isn't a jab at you, okay. but uh, I think Timmy was eight. Okay, now. We'll, we'll talk about Deadpool because obviously it's also Ronnie's one of Ronnie's favorite comic book movies. Now I know my audience; the audience right now is judging me very, very harshly. I would like to add that Timmy was very, very aware of what he does, what what he should be watching and shouldn't be watching, and he is still, even though he's thirteen, he still is very, you know, like he actually was watching Alien Covenant the other day, and he's like, "I can't do this; mm-hmm. it's just too much." He said it was too. Re- I said, "Why?" He said the violence was too realistic. Oh, that's like, fair. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, with Deadpool, there were we don't mind, and I've said this before. We don't mind the language. That's fine. He knows the words. We don't mind the nudity uh, because everybody's naked. Everyone's naked under their clothes. And we, I am. The only thing we did mind was the extreme violence. So there were some points when, like, the guy splatted into the overpass sign. Yeah. We're like, all right, Timmy, close your eyes. Um, where we wouldn't let him watch stuff yeah. like that. So as a kid, I it was either. You can watch this or you can't watch this. And I remember my household had a strict – but also television and movies have really evolved. And especially with the invention of the internet and the ease of accessibility. Like I remember as a kid I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. I can understand that. 
to the point where I still don't watch MTV, but it's more by choice now. Uh, and some of that well, is, not is MTV because there's no music. Some of that is for like I'll give you an example. I just had a student do a TED talk on why when she was younger and even to this day she was not allowed to have Bratz dolls. Okay. Because they promote a very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. view of what women should be like. Well, and Barbie's gone through that criticism yeah. as well. And, yeah. and I re- never really thought about that with Bratz dolls. And, and that, that's neat. you know. And so for you, you weren't able to watch MTV probably because of some of the portrayals of, of you know, casual Music videos sex, and yeah. uh, the way women are portrayed, stuff like that. Yeah. So... Like, I, I would never allow... Like, if Deadpool had sort of negative portrayals of women, we probably wouldn't allow him to yeah. watch that. Yeah. So... It's it's interesting watching how the mediums changed, especially you know, like I said, Jaws is a PG movie. Jaws is not a PG movie. I, that movie scared the shit out of me. It's terrifying. Like uh, I think I did a fan feedback Friday on Cinematic Adventures, like way back. Like what was a movie that traumatized you as mm-hmm. a kid? And I put Jaws. Yeah. Because like that movie's scary. It is. And mm-hmm. especially like I remember as a <laughs> that kid, was scary. That was scary. <laughs> but uh, was scary. like going to the beach as a kid after seeing that movie, I didn't want to go in the water. Oh, yeah. And that was the whole point. They, I think the poster yeah. even says like you'll be afraid to go back in the yeah. water. So like, like Psychos was uh, you'll you'll something about you know it scared people uh, yeah. being in the shower. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I showered with the door open. <laughs> That's worse. No, the glass door. That's still worse. No, easier access. I can see them coming. I can see them coming. <laughs> Throw these hands when they get too close. I was eight, but uh, <laughs> and they have a knife. <laughs> yeah, and they're dressed like a woman. But anyway, what a weird show. Man's mother, uh, man's best friend is his mother. It, oh, oh. God, the movie's terrifying. That movie's still terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, it, it going back to what we were talking about. Blade started the trends where Blade wasn't R for the for the language. No, for the violence. It was purely yes. for the violence and, and some of the imagery. Like that that opening shot of them all like getting drenched in blood. Yes. And the yes. one the one human guy's like, I was just here to get laid. <laughs> now I'm sticky. Yeah. Like that was a that's like, like watching rewatching that movie, it is like a, a, a very like gra- and I remember as a kid seeing the, the scene at the end where they're all like getting their energy taken away and there's this one guy who's like full on seizing and he's like drooling I was like yeah. as a kid it scared the crap out of me yeah I'm looking at the uh, reasons why it is and it, it was rated R for strong pervasive vampire violence and gore that was the main yeah. reason. Well, I think Wesley Snipes only curses one time, and it's the it's the weirdest line. Oh, is that the, yeah. the skiing uphill yeah. line? <laughs> some, mother, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. I love that line. I love it too, but I don't understand what he's trying to say. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is until more recent times that people have also realized that, that the medium can be adult <sighs> and, and more hardcore sorry I, I i just saw this it said it's an art blade is an art so apparently we we're wrong about this r-rated movie so swearing is heard strong language is used frequent uses of the f-bomb it's used 44 times in, in blade. blade oh really well yeah, I, really. I think wesley snipes is he only says he only says it once yeah, i know maybe. i know oh no i know that other people say it but i was yeah. you know blade apparently was, they say it a lot <laughs> a fair amount yeah but um it, it wasn't until i really think that that deadpool and the Marvel Netflix stuff. If you guys haven't heard our Marvel Netflix episode, it's 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 one of our highest rated episodes yeah. where we really break down why Marvel Netflix 
was not only just so good, but I think we do reference the adult themes of it. Yeah, yeah. I think Daredevil on Netflix was very um, barrier, obstacle breaking. Uh, and yes. and the, the thing is, we're not going to sit here right now and be like, oh, everybody should be cursing and there should be sex. Jessica no. Jones was so great because of the subject matter it dealt with. Yes. It was not an overly sexual show. I mean, like, you know, it when was her. It anti sexual show because it was all about sexual abuse. Except when yeah. her and Luke Cage do it and they break, like, they break the, the bed. They break the bed. Yeah, that's how Timmy learned about yeah, what sex was. The apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, like, you don't need. And that's the problem with a lot of these R rated movies. They, they tend to go to the over gratuitous. Yeah. The Hangover 2 is a great example of taking what worked in the hangover and then dialing it up way too far. Yeah. So I, I like, it's interesting looking at R rated movies, you know, and, and Ronnie will be the first one to jump at this one. Deadpool made it happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like if it wasn't for them, you, you probably would not have got Logan, you yeah. know, uh, to be an R. Obviously you probably would have got Logan, but it would have been like a PG 13, maybe Deadpool or not at all. Yeah. Deadpool but. proved that you could make a ton of movie making an R rated superhero movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, this is not a dig against Marvel, but I think <laughs> you always have to preface that. Go ahead. I, I think on. that one thing about DC that I really like is they're not afraid to, to try and go towards that R rating. And when we talk about movies that are superhero movies that we want to see in an R-rated movie, I I, I think my list is a little DC-sided. But, Interesting, um, yeah. But like Marvel, they only did it with Netflix, and Kevin Feige like he's like, well, this isn't really. Don't don't look over here. This is yeah. you know this isn't really continuity. It will be one day. Yeah, well, rumors, always rumors. Yeah. But I like when we talk about our 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 lists of or at least like movies that we would like to see with an R rating. I do have some Marvel ones on there yes. that I really want to see, but I just don't think we're ever going to see them. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what if Marvel ever goes that route other than Deadpool and also with their Netflix stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I do have a list of some R-rated movies if yeah. we want to I talk. Think Ronnie about. has a list too. I saw it. Well, the, that that's for a later that's oh, for that's a later, later discussion. Yes, All no, right. but um, just we're just gonna go over some current properties out there, um, either currently or in the past couple of years or so that kind of had like that R rating um, it involved with it. Um, I think one of the things that Paul wants to talk about is the boys. Yes, so. Because we're we're gonna bounce. We're not just doing R-rated uh, movies. We're gonna do just any adult themed yeah. superhero property. Yeah. The boys exploded on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't know if you guys ever read the source. The source material is worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Is it Garth? Is that Garth Ennis? I don't know off the top of my head. But uh, oh, I've read some of the source material, and like there are things in the source material that they they had to fight. To get in the show. Yeah, that is Garth Ennis. Um, and, you know, producer Melanie and I have watched the entire show. And it was one of those shows that we watched every new episode as soon as they dropped. Like, we were so excited to watch The Boys. And the language, the the, well, the, the sexual, not even sexual violence, but, like, the, the ramifications yeah. of, of, of... Garth Ennis runs that way a lot. And I, I haven't read The Boys, but I read Preacher. Preacher. Preachers. Preacher is one of the single most offensive things I have ever read in my life. I could not believe the extremes they went to in that. And I, and I love that they did. I was I, It is offensive, but I personally was not offended. Yes. Um, I was like, wow, that's offensive. Holy cow. 
Um, so, and the fact that they actually, you know, Seth Rogen and, and Adam Goldberg actually was able to turn that into a television show just shocks me. On AMC. On all, AMC. Yeah. I mean, um, this was before the big streaming craze. Yeah. But um, you look at a show like The Boys and, like, they, they show what happens. Like, even when, like, two superheroes have sex, like, the damage it does. Even, like, they do uh, – not to get too graphic, because we did put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that th- we would be discussing some adult themes and using some adult language. But there's a scene in the in the first season where one of the superheroes is jacked up on superhero drugs because there's a superhero drug ring. Yeah. And she crushes a guy's face. Oh, yeah, during sex. Yeah. Yes. Like, and they don't shy away from it. Like, the graphic nature of it. Like, they talk about drugs and sex and this and that. Like, what would happen in a world where superheroes were real, but then they tackle real-life issues. Like, when one of the characters is revealed to be gay, the first thing they do is start to – they go to their company and they're – like, the company that runs them, and they start marketing it. Like – and and I remember Melanie and I are sitting there watching it, and I'm I'm saying to her, I'm like, it's sad to think that this is a real – this is a real – yeah. Like look at at Hollywood and and big companies, you know. And I hate to say it, even Disney, who you know we we do love Disney, but you hear their child stars talk all the time about, oh, yeah. well, we weren't allowed to do this. We had to wear these outfits. Yeah. We had to be you know partnered up with this person. We all had to wear our our purity rings. Like it's unfortunate, but it's a true facet of, of mm-hmm. especially Hollywood culture. Yeah. Um, and then it this movie or this show actually really reminds me of another property that should have been R-rated and was R-rated and then got pushed to the PG-13 rating, Hancock. Yes. I know you're a huge Will Smith fan, right? Yes, I am. And Hancock is one of those gems that has gotten way better with age. I agree. Hancock has always been a disappointment to me. Why? Um, It just... It's totally weird um, because it's not consistent. Uh, It... It is very clear that they make concessions in the in the movie with that they want to head in one direction, but they're not allowed to, so they head in a different direction, in a safer direction. Like I think it could have gone dark, so and it doesn't. There is a deleted scene, and I've seen this scene where Hancock brings a prostitute back to his his trailer, yeah. and during sex, he has to just sit there. He can't physically interact with her, and when he's about to finish, she had to get off of him. He put a hole in the in the top of yeah. his trailer because he's a super powered being, and then, yeah, you know, unfortunately, there's sense. Like, <laughs> like don't get me wrong, people people can always control themselves. Like, if I I I work out, but I don't go. I up work to, out. There was that one time, but um, <laughs> I don't go up to a door and pull it as hard as I can because then yeah. it would, you know it would break. Yeah, that's a very big compliment on myself. I don't really think it would actually work, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but that's like a thing in superhero movies. Like, well, why doesn't the door break when because because you they don't can use, control it. You, you can control like, it. Yeah. You don't use your full strength, but in a if, moment of pure passion and like people die. Yeah. And that's why I really like that you brought up the ramifications of superheroes in the real world, Rob. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's what this is. Yeah, it is. And Hancock should have been R-rated. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd love for Hancock to be done well sometime. Well, part of the problem was that Peter Berg directed it, and he is, I can't stand <laughs> Peter Berg. I think he is just an ass of epic yeah. proportions. And, and I believe he directed Battleship. What? <laughs> huh? What movie? <laughs> Talk about movies that shouldn't have even been made. Yeah. But you want me to keep going down this list? Yes, already? please. Yeah. Sure, of course. Hopefully, I'm waiting for you to hit on something. Though. Well, I'm just going in order of the list Are that you I grabbed. Are you hoping he hits on you? Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. 
Here's your R rating right here. <laughs> what movie is it where... Oh, it's uh, Eurotrip. There's your R rating right yeah. there when yes. you see boobs for the first time. <laughs> uh, we got Watchmen. Yes. Yep. Watchmen, uh, polarizing movie. I don't think we've ever done an actual episode on it. No. That would be interesting. And, and, well, I would want you guys to watch the, the HBO show. Max yeah, yeah. show yeah. also. But uh, Watchmen, very R-rated nudity. Like again, Everything. same thing. Not yeah. sexualized nudity, although there are sex scenes in it. But mm-hmm. there, you know, it makes sense. What's uh, prof- uh, what's his? I want to call him Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Thank you, Doctor Manhattan. Professor Manhattan. <laughs> Professor Manhattan. Uh, he Professor realizes Brooklyn. the futility of clothing because it's it's more of a, a human earthly construct. Yeah, uh, and it's that makes si- it's a sign of him getting further and further yeah, away. Yeah, and that makes sense. Uh, personal favorite coming up: V for Vendetta. Oh, you went there, huh? I'm going in order. I gotta, I gotta uh-huh. rewatch that. I really enjoy V for Vendetta. Um, I've read mm-hmm. it, and I, I thought it was good. But and it's, it's a great adaptation. Natalie, yeah. Port- Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving are fantastic in yeah. it, and some, some of the really good action scenes. Mm. And obviously, it's, it's sparked a little bit with the, the guy Fox and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Going down, uh, Sin City, which we just of did our Sin City and a and then Sin City a Dame for to kill Insert for. Insert link to podcast here. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, make sure you do, uh, one of our again most listened Woo-hoo! to episodes. Yeah. yeah, in the past couple of weeks. Um, here's one talking about James Gunn, Super. <laughs> I don't, Ronnie, have shut you, up, crime. Have you ever seen Super, Ronnie? No, I have not. <laughs> oh my god, and so, I don't want to. Super. No, 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 seriously. Rain Wilson, you know Rain Wilson from The Office. Yeah, I'm Dwight. not too big of a fan. He, he he's he plays a superhero in it where he's just like he doesn't have any powers. He just yeah. takes a pipe wrench and just beats people over the like head. Like he with he beats he smacks somebody for cutting in line at the movie theater. <laughs> um, Elliot Elliot Page is in it also, and and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he you, just his catchphrase. He doesn't really have a catchphrase, so he just like shouts out what crime they're doing and tell them not to. Like no, he's he like, does, he has a don't touch kids. <laughs> he, has, he has a catchphrase. What what's shut oh, up sh- is shut up crime. Yeah, his, it's on the it's on the oh, poster. Yeah. But uh, it's really, really Don't good. do drugs. <laughs> he just hits them over the head with a pipe wrench. What, what is he, a dare oh, officer? Oh, it's uh, Going down, we... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> not directed at anyone in particular. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a RoboCop up there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs thing that I was piggybacking. So RoboCop. So RoboCop is a great example of it started off as R and then it got so family friendly that they made a cartoon well, show. Yeah, and- Paul Verhoeven um, directed the first RoboCop. And Paul Verhoeven is a he loves his excess. He did Basic Instinct. He did Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers. <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Um, and so he loves to go way over the top just for the satiric effect of it. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't know if you've seen it. There is an an, an uh, I guess it's an unrated or X. I, I, actually, I think it is X-rated um, RoboCop that is floating around out there. Oh. And it is okay. holy cow! The violence is oh, crazy. He shoots a guy in the dick in the normal uh, version. Yeah. There's one scene where he shoot, he's like shooting someone in the head, and he continuously shoots him in the head, and the head just keeps exploding yes. into more and more parts. <laughs> um, it's rough. Uh, coming down the list also, we have uh, Constantine, which is a movie yeah. that I, I didn't like when it first came out, but it, it has since grown on me. I'm going to make a prediction. Hit me. I predict that we talk about that next week. 
I think that's a good idea. <laughs> we should definitely bring up Constantine next week. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm a huge John Constantine yeah. fan. Uh, Hellblazer is one of my now. favorite series. I, I, we met Matt Ryan. He told my, my wife to stop picking on me. Uh, I have an <laughs> autographed picture of him literally and then he in the studio. Just I'm kidding. Sitting. Yep. Um, his his show is fantastic. If you look on the misfitfaction.com, you can see a picture yes. of Paul and Matt Ryan together. Um, the show Constantine was fantastic. And, and Matt Ryan is my Constantine. I'm yeah. not really too keen with what they're doing with him on Legends, even though I'm I was not too keen on Keen. Yeah. No, for what they're doing with him on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> what do you have in that thermos? <laughs> but um, Legends of Tomorrow is kind of so Keanu me. hashtag not my Constantine. At first he wasn't, but this movie has grown on right. me. And also like you know, it's got a it's got a bit of a cult following, and mm-hmm. they're talking about a sequel just because of that. I like it actually tremendously. I, it, like I said, it's I grown it's, on me. It's got some. It's gr- bizarre, like the mirror thing that he has got going really, on. Really, really cool it's, stuff. Um, so unique when he, when he does the tattoos that he brings together. oh when he brings them together he rolls up his sleeves and brings the tattoos which, together uh, just one of my favorite visuals yeah. and mm-hmm. and the, when Lucifer drops in we should talk about Lucifer at some point oh let's do that next week I think that's a good right. idea but uh, I I do hope that they do something with it uh, going down we have dread which is cons- dread now, dread you're talking about the Carl Urban not Carl not Urban. Judge Dread. Dread is one of those movies that is considered one of the greatest comic book movies of all it time. It actually is that good. It is so good. You've seen it, Ronnie? No. Oh, my God. You would love that one. Yeah. Would, that's, yeah. that's right up Ronnie's alley. But Dread is fantastic. Carl Urban, like Mando, never takes that helmet off. Yes, unfortunately. Because um, Carl Urban's one of those guys that he's just... He, he just wants to be in the property, yeah. and he respects the property. Like as as bad as Doom was, he still gave it a hundred percent. There's some fantastic action yeah. in Dread. Holy oh, cow! The, the slow motion give stuff. That a watch, I guess. When, when she opens up with the Gatling gun on the floor and just wipes everybody out on the floor is just oh, astounding. So it, it is a fantastic movie. Uh, personal favorites. Um, I know they're not exactly the most popular, but I love these movies. The kick-ass movies. Finally you get to this. Oh, my God. I've been over here itching like a fiend waiting for you to say this. Oh, I thought the rash just came back. No. Uh, you know they got yeah. cream for that. And a comb. <laughs> but a uh, little tiny comb. But kick-ass is yes. such a great movie. It really is. The first one. The first one. I, you know what? I'll argue the second one. The second I, one, Jim Carrey is great. Yes. Jim Carrey's great. Um, I do think they go a little too far with certain aspects. But the comic is dark. Yeah. I've read it. Yeah, like so dark, and they, I will say it's pretty. The movie is pretty accurate for the comic too. Uh, the only exception is uh, him and Katie in the first movie, the girlfriends, because mm-hmm. in, okay. in the comic it's when she in the comic when she finds out that he's actually kick ass, yeah. she not only does she dump him, but she sends him a video of her performing on another man. I sort of remember, but that. in the movie it was like yeah. they wanted the more happier, and well, she's like, yeah. yeah, I'm totally into it, and then you know she breaks up with him, and then. Next movie, and she's been cheating on him. Yeah, but they also cut out the uh, the the rape scene in the second movie, okay. and they they pay homage to it, which is a terrible thing to say. Out of, <laughs> what? Out of, yeah. Well, so in in the comics, uh, the character Night Bitch gets attacked and and raped by the by the bad guys, and they they wanted to do the scene, but they make it a joke that Christopher Mintz Platz's character, the motherfucker, yes, the motherfucker, <laughs> yes, he can't perform. And yes. she and she calls him out on it, yeah. and, and you know basically calls him a bitch. So they just beat her up. But like the um, the movie was, I I really enjoyed the second movie. It, it added a lot of heart and I weight to it. I gotta rewatch it. I uh, gotta say, Hit Girl, 
Chloe Grace Moretz's Hit Girl is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. In the first one. The second one, she's, she's, she's right. Well, okay. you know, it's yeah. funny. I think because she's aged out a little bit from Yeah, yeah she's a little bit a little older. But um, it's funny. We were talking about Deadpool and, and your son, Timmy. And there was a lot of controversy about such a young girl using such using language. Using the C word. The, the, yeah. C, the see you next Tuesday. And even though we are are, are removing our family-friendly uh, rules. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to say that one. There is, there <laughs> All right, guys. I'll take the bullet. No, don't that say that. Crazy lady. <laughs> yeah. There are some words that you will never hear anybody in this room say. I think that's I a think of a, three. Yes, there there's a fair amount that N word, R word, C word. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But um Ronnie's hmm. like, I don't know letters. <laughs> Dang it. Wait, so I can't say C word on this? Oh, Corn- cornucopia. <laughs> but um crap. When crazy she, when they Cuckoo? released the trailer of her saying that, because yeah, they did release I, a red yes, band. Yeah. I remember that. Huge backlash. But I remember Chloe Grace Moretz, who's only like 10-ish at I the know. time. <laughs> yeah. She she did an interview. She's like, I'm playing a character that uses those words. I, I'm a person who knows that you don't say those things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you brought up, you know, showing Deadpool to your son yeah. where it's a similar mentality. It's yeah, like he knows not to say those things. Yeah. yeah unless he's a super powered, um, you know, Re- in, you know reassembled. In, invincible <laughs> superhero like yeah. who looks like Ryan Reynolds. I really hope Chloe Grace Moretz makes better choices in life, though, because yeah. she just did Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Which I heard yeah. wasn't actually that bad, but... It's Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Uh, going down, Logan. Mm. Yeah. Logan, I think we can agree, is pretty much the jewel in the R-rated superhero crown. It is one of the better um, yeah. quality films. Yeah. Like yes. not, to, not to say that Deadpool is like... Deadpool's but, great, but, but it, Logan's the prestige film. It is the... the the icing on the cake of the X-Men franchise, which unfortunately some of those layers aren't too uh, edible, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it's like getting a, a three-tiered cake where one of those oh, cake layers nine is like... Layer yeah, it's, like cake. it's carrot cake, and you're just like, oh, like I'll still, I'll still eat it. I was thinking that but... more one of those layers is like a cow pie or something. <laughs> <laughs> one of those layers is the New Mutants, and we just kind of took it out of the cake. <laughs> what was the pie from uh, The Help? Oh, 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 wow. Wow. That, wow. that went too far. That was a deep cut. That yeah, right. that, well, I had to think about it. Next and I regret it. Uh, the Crow, which is. Which uh, I didn't even remember as being R. I think I could have sworn it was PG 13. The Crow is another one of those movies that has a huge cult following. I know there, there's been a lot of talk about a reboot, and I know Jason Momoa was kind of attached to it. I don't Ew. know if he still is. But. Um, can't the, picture him as that. Unfortunately, the, he's the, got the hair. That's about it. Yeah. Well, the crow has always been very emo. Yeah. Oh, very. And unfortunately, the crow legacy is un, is the unfortunate passing yeah, of Brandon, Brandon Lee. Ra- yeah. Did you say I, Brandon? I Ralph? just said Brandon Ralph. Yes. No. <laughs> Wait. Since what? Brandon Lee. Uh, we have Dark Man, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> I love Sam Raimi, and I love that he takes chances on stuff like this. Uh, Toxic Avenger, which was uh, the first R-rated superhero movie. Thank God for Roger for uh, Roger Corman. (laughs) Here's one that I totally forgot: Wanted. Yeah, Yeah, with Angelina Jolie and and her bending bullets. Yes. Yeah, Uh, I I enjoy that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will say the first time I watched it, I really really enjoyed it. I I rewatched it about a year ago, and I was like, oh, this isn't as great as I remember it. It it hasn't aged particularly well. But watching Professor X uh, knock out Star Lord with a keyboard is always a lot of fun. (laughs) That's right. That is Star Lord. Yep. Yep. And I love the visual with the the keys yeah, the and the letters. tooth and like they, they, that movie made some great visual choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punisher, 
uh, the original Thomas Jane one and obviously uh, Punisher Warzone. <sighs> I, I really like the first Punisher. I, th- I really wish that I obviously Thomas Jane came back for uh, like a not a not a spoof what's a good uh, like a, a semi fan made sequel mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the first Punisher so, movie alright I want to draw a line here between and maybe this is something we can talk about when we're looking at some of these films is R rating as um, gimmick or R rating as staying true to the material and that's an issue we're going to run into yeah, yeah. Um, or even better, like our, I'm, our ratings for the wrong reasons. Yeah, like I'm thinking, like like yes, R-rated Logan worked well, but why haven't I heard Logan say those words before? And that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you'll get an R rating where it it's out of character. Yeah, it's out of con- it's out of like the continuity of the established and story. You know what? We should also establish here why are things rated R? So really, 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 really quick. Um, for superhero movies, it's usually, first and foremost, it's violence. Well, no, I mean in terms of the MPAA. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, usually yeah. if you use the F word once, you can get by. If you, it, you two, Sometimes even with a PG rating. Two, if you two use exceptions. It, you, want, you want two exceptions? I can give you more, but go ahead. Uh, two exceptions that come to mind, Social Network and Rent. They had to fight the MPAA. Oh, really? for, uh, if you use the F word in a non-sexual context, you can usually use it a few times before you get that R rating. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Actually, Guilty by Suspicion with Robert De Niro from 1991, which is about the Hollywood blacklist. De Niro uses it seven times, and it does not get an R rating. It still gets a PG-13. Um, that might have been one of the exceptions to the rule. Uh, usually full frontal nudity... Um, gets you an immediate R rating. Um, however, sometimes, like, for example, Holocaust films uh, will not get an R rating. They'll go unrated for full frontal nudity because yeah. obviously it's not a sexualized nudity. It's, you know, very, very different. Yeah. Um, a Rex penis will get you an X rating. That'll get you an X. Well, mm, Holy Motors did not get an X rating. Uh, Jonah Hill in... Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street had to use a prosthetic. Yes, one. I remember you mentioned that. But uh, uh, typically, Holy in Holy Motors, Eva Mendes has to deal with an erect penis, and it did not get an R rating. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I could see it in Paul's eyes. He just his eyes just said, "I know what I'm watching later on." <laughs> I'm watching whatever my wife, who I love very much, wants to watch. Maybe maybe um, it should be Loki. So. And then violence. Violence is very subjective when it comes to R rating. It's in, there have been times when it's been very graphic, and they've gotten a PG thirteen. So that that's very much a um, a goal line that gets moved often yeah. and frequently, um, and and depending upon the movie. So like it's really hard to determine what kind of a violence. And, and that's some like I'll give you an example like Scorsese. Scorsese will usually add tremendous amounts of violence to his films because he knows the MPA is going to say the MPAA is going to say you have to cut this back. And you know it's easier to go far and then come back than to go where you want and have to come yeah. back. Yeah, because eventually you'll get to where you want to if you went too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, going down the list, a, a guilty pleasure movie for me, Spawn. Yet to see it. Really? Yeah. yeah same here. Spawn okay. is such a shitty movie. <laughs> but okay, here comes in my religious background. I did not watch that because he was from the, from 
hell. From hell. And I, I will not partake in the such activities. Tell me, what is it you truly desire? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, of, of course, I think that's an absolute ridiculous you know, mentality that I had at the time. And well, I, I, I would it. love in a future episode to hear a little bit more about that. I would. Yes. Yeah. We should talk about Lucifer, but, um, spawn is one of those movies where it, it was ahead of its time. Is it really that bad? It, it, it it's, it's bad. It is, it is, it's bad. <laughs> um, unfortunately the thing that, that really hurts it is it tried to do things with, with the effects that just weren't there at the time. So like the the CGI of Spawn is like Sharknado level of bad, <laughs> um, like so 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 bad. Talk um, about guilty pleasures. Like yeah, it it is such yeah Sharknado Sharknado. Yeah. But um, Spawn is one of those movies that I I think every comic book fan should at least watch once. And it, it like I said, it's it's bad. But they they go all out with the R rating. They do not hold back. And John Leguizamo like for what. Mostly violence, okay. uh, language, and obviously a lot of demonic imagery. Oh, okay. I thought but it was PG thirteen. No, it's it's Spawn a, is R. Spawn is, yeah. is it? actually no, it's, it's it is PG thirteen. Wait, what? Why is it on the R rated movie list? <laughs> Edit. I still wasn't allowed to see it. Well, that, all right. <laughs> so movie, I shouldn't say that. It's not that I wasn't allowed to. It's that I didn't. I don't watch those kinds of things. <laughs> Maybe it was on my list of movies that should be rated R. Maybe. Maybe I don't know, but. I need to hold on. I'm going to adjust right. this really quick. Fixed. All right. So we're going to move on our discussion to the meat and potatoes where we're going to be talking about some projects that we would like to see be uh, R-rated movies um, or maybe some movies that were rated PG-13 that we feel should have been R. Um, I'm going to start us off. All right. All right. Um, I made a list here of a Congrats. lot. Good job. Thank you. Um, maybe hit on all of them. Maybe we won't. Why are they all just shapes that you said you can draw? See, so the one of the ones I have on here is figure. we kind of talked about it earlier uh, when we talked about Netflix on uh, the Marvel stuff. I have here a Luke Cage Iron Fist movie. R rated. R rated. Well, think I of it. Think of it this way. I would watch Ready? that. Ready? Yes. Think, Heroes for Hire. Ready? I get Hold it. On. All right. Think Lethal Weapon. I, I can get be, right, I can get yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah. I can get, yeah. As long get as it's it. not the current Iron Fist guy. No, get get someone get someone different. But think a Lethal Weapon movie, but with them. All right, I'd watch you know. it. I'd watch All this right. shit. Yeah. All right. So which one's too old? Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Right, Luke yeah. Cage. Danny Rand's rich. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so that was one All that right. I had on there. Um. Another one that I have kind of ties into Paul's theme earlier um, with Constantine is uh, kind of Justice League Dark. Mm. Get a Justice League okay. Dark out I, there. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. I, I, I knew you would like that one, Paul. I, I did. I did. <laughs> so who, who are yeah. the characters in Justice League Dark? Is that Swamp Thing? It's yeah. uh, Constantine, Swamp Thing, uh, Zatanna, Dead Man, and occasionally Batman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think that would be a good one we have. Um Gwenpool. Really? Gwenpool. I, I think I think if what maybe are, not a movie re- with her, but like maybe you have you is, know her and Deadpool or something. De- like right, I was gonna say yeah, Deadpool's, Deadpool's in, in it. Yeah. Okay. Why is it R rated? I think because it's going based. If you take the route of um, Deadpool in the way Deadpool is rated R and everything, and you just incorporate that with you know 
Gwenpool. I, I, I think that that's where you'll get it. If you just kind of piggyback off of what Deadpool has done and you put the little, you know, female character in there, I think that would be a good one. You know, um, another one that actually was on the fan feedback Friday from last week, which is probably my number one to see is red hood. He's on my list. Yeah. I, I okay. knew he was going to be on your list, but I think that would be, I, again, I have a lot. I don't know if we want to go over my entire list, but uh, just, do you want to just, I have, point it? you want to just bullet point it? Bullet Nick point Fury. It. Okay. I could see a Nick Fury, like a James Bond style. Yeah. Uh, James okay. Bond. Like he, a Jason Bourne. And, and he's like Samuel L. Jackson dropping, you know. Well, I, I think that's this, something. That. Yeah. That's you something know. we kind of miss is Sam Jackson is known for his enunciated curses. Yes. So it would be nice to see mm-hmm. him, you know, talking about the snakes and yes. stuff like that. Um, Punisher. I know we, we've had two movies, but do it right. With uh, John Bar- Barenthal, I, I think. Um, also, a, a Deadshot movie. Okay. In, in, incorporating Deadshot. Batman oh, into Deadshot. it. Yeah. Will, Will Smith, Will Smith Deadshot, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking, speaking yes. of stuff like that, have you seen... Have you seen what, what's the one with Vin Diesel that I'm thinking of? Bloodsport? Bloodsport. Yeah. Have you seen yes. Bloodsport? That is so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I would see, that's one that would have benefited yeah. from an R rating. Yes. Um De- Speaking of Deadshot, Deathstroke. Oh, yeah, Slade. Slade Wilson, yeah. Wade Wilson? Slade, Slade. Wilson. Deathstroke? Wade Wilson. Half orange, half black. He's, that's, no. he's got swords, right? That's <laughs> Wade Wilson. He's, yeah, right? Oh, which one came out first? Oh, it was Slade. Slade. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. right? Slade. <laughs> um, I'm going to name my son that. Gotham City Sirens? They kind of already did with Birds of Prey. I know, yeah, but I'm I mean, if you got the real sirens in there. Catwoman, Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Would Catwoman have been a better movie if it was R? No. (laughs) No. uh, Yes and no. Um, Yes, if it was R, but if it was a completely different movie at the same time. I actually watched it if it was R. (laughs) You've never seen it? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. Is it really that terrible? Yes. Poor, oh, Hall, poor Oscar man. winning Halle Berry. <laughs> but still, you know right? what? She took that Razzie like a champ. Did you ever see her acceptance speech? No. no. She went there in person and she started cr- she like fake crying during That's it. She's funny. like, I can't believe you guys dominated. She's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of some women, Electra. Uh, you know what? Guess I was, redemption. That was something that I was thinking of putting on here is like an R-rated Electra movie. Yeah. Um, I think that a good gritty Electra movie would have yeah. benefited from an R rating. You can get like her and her and Daredevil in a movie too, or something like that. You know, um, and with nice. so much of that rooted in like the New York City streets, yes. like seeing that like that hard crime and yeah. the drug use on the streets, and and how Electra and Daredevil are sort of fighting through mm-hmm. that. I, yeah, I should have I should have piggybacked this with a uh, Punisher because they kind of go hand in hand. Ghost Rider. D- dang mm. it. Is that another one of yours? Oh, yes. I almost wrote that one down. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll do this all Ghost by myself. Rider. Because you can even have... So my thought behind this was... So you have Frank Castle as a Punisher who also becomes Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. too. So you could even have like a Punisher movie where at the end he turns into Ghost Rider and then he's the Ghost Ri- in the Ghost Rider movie. He's Ghost Rider. No, I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if if you did it so it was all like in the same universe kind of thing like you could have that 
you know, crossover type movie if you really wanted to. I'd rather just see the two of them just killing people. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Um, and Lobo? I got. I got. Was stuff. that another one of yours? <laughs> I do, but I have more than just that. So I'll let I you keep talk. stealing everyone's. That's funny, uh, but yeah, I think I think Lobo would be a good one, especially. You you got what Morbius? I mean, it's not the same thing, but I feel like they're kind of similar in a way, uh, Morbius and Lobo. But I think Lobo would be another kind of cool movie to have out there, um, and then finally, Batman. Have have a nice. <laughs> Paul's so upset because Paul's, oh, Paul's gonna have nothing to talk about because I let stole all of his. But you could have a Batman Red Hood where you have a Batman movie where you have Robin dies and then like it leads into the Red Hood movie, and that's what, exactly what Paul was gonna say. No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> so since I said Paul's list, I guess we should go to Rob. No, list. no, I'll let Paul no, go because oh, okay. I, I don't want to take more from his list. <laughs> Paul, do you have a list now? All right. Very good list, sir. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. I think it sucks. <laughs> I'm going through my list and picking different characters. <laughs> He's like, I got to make a whole uh, new list now. No, no, seriously. Like, you know, I, I like, you know, I like this format. We need to do this some more where we come to the show with our own list. And then yes. fight each other. When we <laughs> take each other's. Um, Damian Wayne. Okay. Who's Damian Wayne? He is the son of son, ba- son yeah. of Bruce Wayne. Okay. He took over the mantle of Robin from Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was raised by the League of Assassins and Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Okay. He he came. All right. To, I, I think I did kind of know that he came into. If you do you have HBO Max? Yeah. Look up uh, Son of Batman on there. Okay. Really good. Uh, but Damian Wayne was he was conceived without Bruce Wayne's knowledge. How does that happen? Talia Al Ghul drugged him. And stole his sperm? And had sex with him. Uh, and he, she was impregnated. Yes. So he is the biological son and was raised by the League of Shadows. Uh, all right. Um, we mentioned Jason Todd. Uh, Spawn, I would really like to see it. Um, even though they're already making it for Disney+, Plus, Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be okay. a really good choice. Yeah. Um, this one may be a little weird, but and especially now considering the continuity of the character. Gumby. You, yeah, close. Uh. The Incredible Hulk. I was I, would, I was thinking that too. Yeah, I would. Um, I think they would benefit from an R-rated yeah. uh, movie for him. Here, Why? Because they can do a lot more with the body horror and the psychological. They can make it an actual oh, like horror David movie. David Cronenberg, yeah. The Fly kind of body horror, like a, or an actual horror movie. Not even so much for the violence, because obviously the Hulk, like another character that he, he touches someone, he should rip them in half. Okay. Um, if you're gonna go body horror, I'm thinking. Ben Grimm solo movie, total body horror. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Uh, the Spectre. That was uh, on my list. Tell me about the I Spectre. I don't know. The Spectre is um, when we look at the pantheon of DC characters who are of power levels that are unfathomable. People tend to think Superman first. The Spectre is God's vengeance incarnate. Oh yeah, he is. One of the most powerful characters in DC. He's Oliver okay. Queen. Like in in the pantheon what does that of even mean in Crisis on Infinite. Right. So At the the, end? The, the, oh. the Spectre the Spectre needs a human host. Yeah. Um, okay, now it's coming to me. All right. Yeah. I get so Jim Corrigan is the most famous, and he was on Constantine, and he was in Arrow, um, and then Oliver Queen became the the host of the Spectre. 
But this in in the DC universe, it goes the presence, which is basically God. Mm-hmm. Characters like Lucifer, Michael, Amenadiel, the the archangels, and then the Spectre is in league with them. He is more powerful than Superman. He but he he works in the contents that he's only creating vengeance. He is a a horror character though. I would love to see a psychological thriller with with the with the spirit. I think that'd be mm, or, yeah. uh, the Spectre. Excuse me, Although the spirit, <laughs> not the spirit. No, <laughs> for the love of oh my yeah. god, an R-rated spirit. Actually, I would. I kind of who, would. Be who kinda... who would you want be the host? Uh, Hal Jordan. Uh, Hal Jordan. I would rather see him as Green Lantern. Like yeah. I, I know he does become a host for the Spectre, but I think Jim Corrigan would be a, mm-hmm. a good starting point. And if they want to do one of his more um, comic well-known yeah. hosts, they could. But I think starting off with just a basic, he's a beat cop just doing his thing. But um, in the same vein, Constantine, I, I know we had the Keanu Reeves movie, but I really want to see, you know, a justice league dark or, or a dark mm-hmm. Constantine movie where, you know, Keanu Reeves, Constantine was dark enough, but um, I'd love to see it. Uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Miller, Daredevil. Frank Miller, Daredevil. Yes. Here's one that uh, I'm surprised Ronnie didn't mention: Magneto. I thought about this. Yes, I, um, I can get behind. So, think- all right. So, how would Magneto benefit from an R rating? Would so we we got hints of it in first class with him. He's he's killing Nazis for the first half of it. Right. I can see some sort of Magneto vengeance story, but I I'd rather see it no holds barred. No. Do you think it would be a psychological type thriller type movie, it, or are you thinking like be, a lot of violence? I think it would lean towards the violence. I mean, the scene of him putting that coin through Sebastian Shaw's head mm-hmm. is is graphic. Yeah, X Men Magneto origin story, Inglorious Bastards mash. I would be so behind it. Mm-hmm. I I really would. Him teaming up with humans too, and then them betraying him at the end. Like, there's some good stuff that yeah. can be yeah. done there. Uh, Cable. You know, we did get to yes. see Cable as an R-rated right character, but to see him, uh, Ronnie mentioned Ghost Rider, which I would really, really dig. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye, an R-rated a Ronin Hawkeye. or Hawkeye, either, either. Okay, let's not forget that Hawkeye and Black Widow, and Black Widow is another good choice for an R-rated movie. Right. Yes, they were assassins. Yeah, they got red in their ledger. You know, like that mm. whole thing. Like they, they killed people. People. Die. People die. <laughs> like when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, <laughs> people die. People die. Um, and then uh, Sandman is the last one on my list. Okay, which is uh, it's something that I think we should talk about in the near future. No. Okay. Well, you're not invited then, Ronnie. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Dang it. All right. Rob, you're up. My turn. All right. Oh, let's go. Get those notes out and ready. Here we go. All right. I just made up my list as we went. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hit some obvious ones. Um, a horror movie Arkham Asylum. Ooh, yeah. It, that's fine. I, I was thinking that too. Something yeah. where, like, let's say, uh, what? who would be a good captive? Um, Scarecrow. No, no, no. I mean, like, some who, who would be someone that would be captured that that Batman would have to go in and rescue in Arkham Asylum. Robin. Martha. Oh, yeah. 
Monkey. Why'd you say that name? Um, okay, yeah. Let's say Robin is captured. Some sort of some one, some iteration of Robin, mm-hmm. um, and he's in Arkham Asylum at a point where the inmates have taken over the asylum, and he needs to go in and go after these people. And we we get sort of a Silence of the mm-hmm. Lambs kind of like uh, uh, interaction with these characters. That's what Suicide Squad should have been, but yeah, anyway. yeah. Like I'm thinking, like like what, what's the video you know, game? Is it called Arkham Asylum? Arkham, yeah. Arkham Asylum. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that's my my yeah. like one. So I mean, you could have that. What you were talking about, you could have that. Bait, backing off of kind of what we all said with like going on my list is that could be a movie where you have Jason Todd. I know you you would take some liberties with how he dies and everything like that. But you could have a movie like that, an Arkham Asylum, where Jason Todd's the one that's captured and dies I, there. I believe we have a question. So question in the back. Well, just just something to add. Like I know Ronnie, you mentioned Batman, and um, that see an R-rated movie with Batman as a secondary character works. But Batman as a character can make an R-rated movie. The problem yeah. is Batman's also one of those characters that. Little kids know, and they want to go see the Batman movie. I want to be Batman someday. Every parent's like, well, then I have to be rich, and I have to die. Dang it. Yeah, right? But, like, and... I'm killed by some guy named Joe Chill. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, for me, and I will always defend the Zack Snyder stuff, but Batman was not... He wasn't R for the right reasons. Yes, in Batman vs. Superman, he was, where he was just... It was a pure violence thing. Like, Batman breaking people's... Next I, I, I do like the the Dark Knight Returns kind of uh, Frank Miller Batman, yes, where yeah. he's old, grizzled, and just doesn't give a crap. Yeah, like he'll walk again. Yeah. He's yeah. just not gonna forget me ever. But then in in Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League, it was only R because Batman dropped the f bomb, which was really out of character for him. Mm. To to make Batman R, it has to be purely a, from a violence standpoint, or he has to be the secondary character in an R rated movie like Suicide Squad yeah. or anything like that. But, uh, Rob, sorry. Okay. I just wanted to jump in. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with this. Here's my next idea. The movie Under the Skin. I've, I've heard of it. Okay. It's, it stars Scarlett Johansson, and she plays an alien that comes to this planet and seduces men. It's almost like species, mm-hmm. but it's more of like a deeper psychological, like, and, and, and it's like horrific, like, like she, she traps these people in her lair and just like destroys them. Same idea. But with poison ivy, I can I can see okay. it. All right, where she right. just lures people in, she destroys them, she yeah. sexually seduces them, and and it's it's you just got to get the clear uh, things over your lips. <laughs> rubber lips are immune to your charms. <laughs> rubber lips. <laughs> they weren't even like rubber lips though. It was no. like a clear band aid. Well, even better, he took one off. When he was still in kissing range, yeah. all she had to do was kiss him. But no, I'm gonna throw you in the in the pool here. <laughs> all right, so those are my minor ones. Here come the, my, my bigger pitches. Well, this is a medium pitch. A booster gold movie, hmm. as sort of like an as a Han Solo kind of Gaston type, where you know it's 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 an art. You know, think of you know like um thinking like Star Lord, but like ramped up to like. Like total 100. full swagger, yeah. kind of like really like arrogant. Um, I'm better than everyone, and and all right, Brian, Paul's like, all right, I dig I, I, this. I, I totally get behind. Tell that. me a little bit about what you know about Booster Gold. Booster Gold is a, a quote unquote hero that comes from the far future, where mm-hmm. he's a, a washed up quarterback who got caught like 
betting on his own games and he's a janitor at the the superhero museum and he basically steals a bunch of advanced tech including a legion flight ring and a computer guy a computer bot named skeets and he goes back in time because he's like wait if i go back in time with this 25th century technology and go back to the 21st century i'm gonna look like and he's he's a glory hound Mm -hmm. just asshole he is <laughs> um he, they did a great episode about him uh, on justice league unlimited where yes. basically he's he's actually doing the right thing the whole time but nobody notices <laughs> um it wasn't in the comics until he teamed up with blue beetle that he really started to shine and they they really did a good job and i i would love to see i want him in a movie to begin with i think yeah. he'd be a great choice and for dc to open up their mythology that much in their movies would be a, a great idea because marvel it's not until now now they have kang the conqueror coming in yes that the MCU is dealing with threats from the future. Uh, and obviously with Loki, with the timeline and all that stuff. But uh, to have a, a character like Booster Gold or even the Legion of Superheroes come in and be like, hey, we're from the future. We're here to do superhero stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's always an interesting concept. already had Booster, too, in Smallville, right? Oh, he was great in Smallville. Smallville. It, was, it was one of the best Smallville episodes. And it was like <laughs> at the end of the show, Smallville. Yeah. Like That's they, why we need a hard R Booster Gold. All about like, it. Doesn't give an F about anything and just yeah. like it's all for the glory for himself. Oh, I forgot all you 21st century people don't like cursing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Devil Dinosaur uh, and Moon Girl Hard R Violence. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon? <laughs> that wasn't serious. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. Ready for this? There exists after Xavier's school... There is an academy that happens afterwards where all... Um, is it university? Gra- no, hold on. All graduates of Xavier's school have to go to this academy and learn to abide by the law. They learn what the law is and they learn to become... So They learn to ch- channel all of their superpowers into a law-abiding presence for the country. It is called Mutant Academy... And it is a soft reboot of Police Academy from the eighties. Wonderful. <laughs> and I was so- like, I was like, I don't like this at all until you said Police Academy. I went, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. It is essentially a teen, a, a post-teen, early twenties mm-hmm. sex comedy with mutants, where you have you know Steve Gutenberg types yeah. who are pulling pranks on you know whoever's in charge of Mutant Academy. I'm just uh, trying to think of like like do you, what do, mutants you would have in do, there playing who. Do you remember some of the pranks they used to pull on like the commissioner in Police Academy yes. where they had the stripper yeah. in the podium and she gave oral, oral. treats yep. to the commissioner. Like we had that kind of like Porky style mm-hmm. mutant the horse. jokes, the horse. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, you you would have you know you would have people like uh, 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 Ice Man. Uh, I can see Cyclops in there. Yeah, I, I like Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> being the straight lace like goody two shoes. Yeah. yeah, and this is a way to reboot Police Academy. Also, you take an existing property mm-hmm. and you incorporate it into the Marvel Mutant Universe. You know, I, you know, it's a property we, in the same vein that we didn't bring up Gotham PD. That would be a great R-rated movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've read the Gotham PD comics and I loved them. Yeah, and, I hated uh, the show Gotham. Though. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be a neat. I'm the only person. one that enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I liked never, it. I never watched it. Oh, okay. I never saw Gotham. All right. I was gonna say I wouldn't say I. It did not do it for me. 
I enjoyed I, it. I'd rather see a Gotham PD show where Batman is an established character mm-hmm. than Bruce Wayne. Well, because I couldn't do Batman. They, they did it at the very end. <laughs> but anyway. And then my last idea, which actually does use Lobo. <laughs> That's fine. But. We all had Lobo. Lobo is uh, a bounty hunter for hire along with Guy Gardner. Ooh. And they it's hardcore violent. Think think you know the movie The Last Boy Scout mm-hmm. with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans? Think that we get Shane Black to write it and direct it. God, you love and Shane Black. I do love yeah. Shane Black. Can and they do Christmas in we space? Take, now hold on. <laughs> we take Last Boy Scout and we mash it up with Bad Santa. And so we have this like hardcore, like just bad boys doing bad things but being because because guy gardner and lobo actually do become friends at one point lobo is bounty hunting and guy gardner has a bar and they meet and they become friends this is the the bounty hunter best friend maybe even lethal weapon but on the the other side of the law (laughs) yeah kind of approach that i think the hard r would would benefit from because we do have you know if you think bruce willis and damon wayne's in last boy scout Mm -hmm. you think about how they are fighting crime but they're not on the side of the law the police in fact they're often up against the police mm-hmm. if you take that and put Lobo and Guy Gardner in there I think it would work so what, one, what, what can yeah. you tell me about Guy Gardner and Lobo for our, our listeners so Lobo is uh, I forget the name of his, his species but he's the last of his species um, a big foil of Superman but um, basically indestructible bounty hunter type he's got a motorcycle that mm-hmm. like comes to him and which is why the bar for Guy Gardner works yeah he Zarnia uh, <laughs> Zarnian, yes. Zarnian or whatever. Uh, yeah. star- first time I saw him was uh, Superman the Animated Series. He made a couple of appearances in uh, Justice League, uh, Krypton, and uh, Young Justice most recently. Uh, Guy Gardner is the the douche that got the Green Lantern ring. And- he's the yeah. second guy that got the Green Lantern Earth, ring. yes. Yeah, because yeah, Hal Jordan was closest but Guy Gardner was further away. Yeah. So Guy Gardner, um, he did have a yellow power ring at one point. He, uh, he's the black sheep of the green. He's lanterns. the guy that comes in second place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Batman knocked him out with a single punch. Because <laughs> he dared him to. He dared Batman to. But yeah, not... not, not yeah, so these are kind of yeah. loserish characters, but they do good things in the name of justice but are still jerks at the same time which is yeah. why a, an r rating i think would work for them mm-hmm. what, what about wolverine we already got one no 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 oh, logan did i'm talking about wolverine like a slice and dice wolverine yes in, i'm not talking in, about in the yellow spandex yes okay. no I, i'm talking but i'm talking about you get wolverine he slices where she dices together. <laughs> they're yeah. in the R-rated comedy. But you know what I mean? Where he's actually like doing some damage and stuff like that. Nothing like PG, like, but like, like I mean, he's got those claws. Like he should be shredding people apart. So I think like, like berserker it, mode. Kind yeah, of. like I think that would be able to work in the movies. Yeah. And I mean, he he curses. Too so I mean you could throw the curses in there. I think he, I think that would be a good one. Like what if young Wolverine, where we had like young Indiana Jones. Yeah, we had young because obviously we're not going to get Hugh Jackman back anymore. He's, no. he's done with it, yeah. which is he should be. He he's yes. he's moved on. Um, but if we got a young Wolverine, well, who could we pair young Wolverine up with? Spider Man, just to see the shock factor of it. <laughs> 
Moon Girl. You know oh, what yeah. we could do? Captain America. Is have Deadpool. You got a real Deadpool instead of Origin. Deadpool. You got a real Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds would love that. Right? And you got a young Wolverine. I mean, that that could work. I mean, you could even just have Wolverine by himself, I feel like. Or Wolverine and Cable. Or Wolverine and Lobo. You know, like there's like there's plenty of options. It's Marvel and DC. I know. You can't have crossovers? Why not? I have some crossovers coming up. In Fan Feedback Friday. It doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. like, And it, that wraps up my R-rated suggestions. Awesome. All right. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts and comments on our, our R-ratings and also some of yours, which actually kind of was what we went over last week um, in our Fan Feedback Friday. Um, but this week we have a new fan feedback Friday. Yeah, we do. Which was a, which was a pretty which was a good one. Which oh, we kind of yeah. it all has led to some through. entertaining yes entertaining answers. Uh, fan feedback Friday this week was what is a comic book movie team up you would li- like to see? Um, I'm going to start off with uh, our, uh, one of our top fans. It's a comedy of manners. DC and Marvel come together to bring you the fancy fanciful foibles of Jarvis and Alfred in Forks on the Left. You'll chuckle at the charm and wit of these lovable octogenarians. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would see an Alfred movie. I love, I'm sorry, but I love the title that I came, I, this is me, yeah. uh, the title, <laughs> Forks on the <laughs> Left. <laughs> I, I I would enjoy this movie. I, yeah. yeah I, I'd get behind it. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that Jarvis was a butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very a la... Oh, you know what's a movie, a comic book movie that should get an R? I just totally forgot Iron about Man. it. Green Arrow. I would love a. Gr- there, you know, there was there was Arrow. a whole arc in the comics where, who was it that had a drug problem in Green Speedy. Arrow? Speedy. Speedy. Yeah, Roy Harper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to see because they wanted to do Supermax where Green Arrow is put in Supermax and mm-hmm. with the goal to escape to see if it is a, truly an, an right. escapable prison. Oh, I, I wanted them to do. It. Kevin Smith was talking about doing it. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. Uh, going down the list, Nightwing and Spider-Man. What? Mm-hmm. A, that's a fun combination. Yeah, I would really enjoy that. Uh, Punisher and Deadpool. There's not enough fake blood in the world to make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, your eyeballs aren't ready for the colorful adventures of Crazy Quilt and Polka Dot Man. <laughs> We're really, getting Polka Dot Man. I really hope uh, Kite Man and the Condiment King also can. <laughs> uh, Wolverine and Captain America. When is the news... The story. When it's the latest DC Marvel crossover, report this starring Perry White and J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> report this with an exclamation point, I want to add. Oh, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Gosh, get it right. Yeah, we, this, these are very entertaining. It's a double feature with forks on the left. I want I want to see a movie where it's just Jim Gordon and Batman at dinner just like ruminating about the year. <laughs> it's called My Dinner with Gordon. <laughs> so I broke Rob. Rob's, Rob's done. But apparently, so... In uh, Batman the Animated Series, they do an episode every year on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, Jim Gordon and Batman share a cup of coffee at a diner to to signify that they got through another year. It was a, it was a great mm. moment too. Coffee with Gordon. Coffee. <laughs> coffee with Gordon. Coffee talk. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld riding in riding in cars cars with co- car, co- co- riding in cars with comedians. No. No, no, it's got coffee in the it, title, uh, too. Yeah, I thought I had coffee in the Coffee title. and cars with comedians. Yeah, okay. Okay, I told you. <laughs> Riding in cars with boys is a Drew, yeah, Barrymore. Drew Barrymore movie. 
The complete opposite of what the show is about. <laughs> the show's going off the rails really quick, really hard oh, right now. Oh, man. All uh, right, let's take a breath. All right. So I think that was all of our submissions for our fan feedback was it? Friday. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. So just be on the lookout for that every Friday. Make and sure look you... out for Forks on the Left. Yes. Right? That's a movie that we are producing. <laughs> It'll be out in 10 years. <laughs> You know, you know what would actually be really funny? Forks on the left, but every episode, we make it like a TV show. Every episode, it's like two different superheroes in the kitchen, like having dinner together. <laughs> you just bring them to like there, the Hall of Justice. There's a movie called, and this is the reason I was laughing earlier, is because there's a movie called My Dinner with Andre. Oh, and it's yeah, yeah. just two guys yeah. just talking, sitting around talking. So My Dinner with Gordon <laughs> works great. That's funny. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Um, Paul, how can everyone get in touch with us and listen to us? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, are supposed the, to know this. The easiest way is, of course, Facebook. You can find us at the Multiverse Fancast. You can also find our host site, uh, The Misfit Faction, as well as on TheMisfitFaction.com. There, every Monday, we release new content, including new episodes of both of our podcasts and uh, typically new articles if anything new is out. <laughs> That's yeah. the easiest way. What's the R-rated way? Well... Let me give you my number. We'll find out. <laughs> and it involves your mother. Easy. But, uh, <laughs> NC-17. <laughs> How dare you? She's a nice lady. <laughs> but um, you can also find us on all sorts of different social medias. On Instagram, you can find us at The Misfit Faction. On – I did it again. <laughs> on YouTube, you can find us at The Misfit Faction Media Network. On Twitter, you can find us at The Misfit Faction. Uh, basically, type in Misfit Faction. You've got a good chance of finding us. If you want to listen to the podcast on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. You just search our uh, the Multiverse Fancast, and there we are. The more likes, comments, subscribes, and everything along those lines really help the show grow and change and evolve and get better. And obviously, if you guys have suggestions about things you want to hear, whether it's more topical stuff like this, whether it's more retro movie reviews or character studies, just you know, let us know. You can drop do, us a line. You can do it, guys. Like Show it's it okay. You can do it. You can do it. Okay, maybe, maybe. Oh, I already know their first suggestion, yeah. but anyway, we did have a mature rating ahead. Of we did have a mature rating, <laughs> but uh, also, like, if you have an iPhone, Apple Podcast is on there. You can find us on. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can find us on Android as well. Right. Why are we whispering? I don't know if all was. I don't know. I was just, <laughs> just trying to make people listen. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. I'm Ronnie. I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. Smorgasbord. See ya. Smorgasbord. <laughs>